and welcome to another in, uh, edition of In Conversation, where we interview and discuss with uh, designers from India and of South Asian heritage. Today we have with us Nakul Varma, founder and director of Playbabe. Hey Nakul, welcome. Uh, and you have your host Shagun uh, and Arjun. Hey Nakul, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Hi. podcast, Nakul. Thank you so much for having me. Would love to How share are you doing? Well, it's, that's great. We're excited to have you. We both played the game. We really like what you're doing over there at Playbay. So let's get into it, Nakul. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself in your own words? All right. I should be used to this right by now, but let's <laughs> try <in> again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I've been, yeah. I'm a game programmer by my core, but yes, I've been in the industry since 2014 and I've always loved to create games and not just code them. So I love to get like, get things together and somehow make it work and use my code to fabricate beautiful creations. So uh, I've been in the industry since 2014, but I was always working. But in 2019, I left my job to start Playbay, uh, to build, to work on my game called In My Shadow, uh, which was released in 2021. And In My Shadow is right now available on almost every platform, including Steam, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and iOS. Uh, and yeah, that's it, it has been a long and wonderful and inspiring journey for me. I learned a lot and I met a lot of great people. Uh, and yes, uh, hopefully I'll continue making this. And the vision is to just push the boundaries of imagination in video games. So hopefully I'll cre keep creating imaginative games in the future. That, that sounds great, Nakul. But tell us a bit about how, what, what got you into game development? I mean, um, how did you start on this journey? Hmm. So that's some somewhat interesting, but it's also very cliched that uh, or many, many people play games, right? In the childhood, yeah. many yeah. kids used to play games. So I always knew that I had to do something with games. And But uh, at that age, you don't know about programming or anything. You just know that games, games, games. <laughs> so everybody thinks about being a tester so that we can play games all day and all those things. So... I got into electronics engineering uh, just because I thought gadgets, gaming, so everything would be like that. But in my college, I found my love for programming and logical problem solving. That's when, so even though I had a branch of electronics, I, uh, using YouTube and all those tutorials, I started just trying out with games. And Unity came in later, but uh, I started with that and I got a job with my college, which was not related to gaming. It was like, a, I was a data analyst, but in, I realized that, okay, I should give a try. I should uh, give game development a try. So in 2014, I quit my job and uh, started working on a, on a, in a company. But even before that, even in the college, I was always making games just for a hobby. So that's how I got into that. But the real passion of indie games came when I started playing games like Limbo and all those things. That's when I realized that, okay, indie games are also a thing. That's, I'm always curious about uh, how people start uh, their, you know, game playing journeys. Like, do you remember your, your very first few games? Like, what were the first uh, games you played? So, obviously, we used to play all those uh, NES games, like Contra and all uh, those things. Yes, so that's, yes, yes. But that's very common. That's very, uh, like, that's the common thing between many children, even those who yeah. don't grow up to become gamers or whatever. Uh, but I remember that my first game CD uh, was Age of Empires, all the collector's awesome. edition. Yeah. Awesome. So the classic gateway. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what I would recall as my first moment of actual gaming, which was not uh, the Contra stuff. Right. Uh, then it was like, it was all crazy. I started building my PC, not building exactly, just playing around with my PC. I, I remember Doom came in, Doom 3. And yeah. that's when I realized that, okay, my PC sucks. I need to get something. That's that's how I got to know about more and more games like Doom 3. So Doom 3 and Half-Life are like my all-time favorites. That That's what I would recall as my starting point of my gaming journey. Do you still have your NES? No. no. <laughs> I, have, I, I would have it in my phone. Okay. I do have the, that NES gun that we had. You remember? For yeah, the yeah. Hunt and for all the hunt. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I do have that even though that does not work. I just have kept it. Awesome, awesome. For nostalgia. Awesome. I, there are very few people who own that gun. So please <laughs> hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sell it probably at a very high price later. Yeah, yeah. I'll make a bit for it as well. So yeah. please. Hello. This is this is one of the best kind of indie meetup where you come to talk about stuff and someone's making deals under the table also. <laughs> this is the right right way to drive the indie economy. I would prefer to have have deals for my games, but okay, this would work as well. <laughs> Someday, if 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 all of us indies make money, we just fund each other. Yeah. But uh, um, become AAA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. Anyway, listen. The only AAA that should everyone should acknowledge is Amar Akbaran. <laughs> yeah, I really shouldn't say these things on podcast. I know. So <laughs> you can cut it. <laughs> so so Nakul, um, hmm. so when you when we were talking about like Doom right now and Age of Empires, and would you say that these are your design influences as well? No, I actually did not hmm. have any design influence. Uh, okay. my, de- my design influence started with indie games. When I started, so uh, when when you when I used to play AAA games and everything, I never thought about. Uh, design. I've I've always been a person who who likes mechanics, like innovative mechanics and all those things. So controls and skills and challenges. So in my childhood, I never thought about like what is game design or anything like that. When I started playing indie games like Limbo, I remember Limbo was the first game where I really dived deep into the game's design and thought that how I I kind of put myself in the designer's shoes and thought that how they would have designed the level. That's when I got inspired about level design, puzzle design, and puzzle platformers. So, yeah. So, that's actually super, super interesting. So, um, this is actually something I'm very curious about because, you know, so many of us in the industry um, across whatever jobs we may hold uh, tend to be self-taught game designers. It's a very small Mm. percentage of people who may have studied at a DSK or studied abroad at a Mm. USC or Carnegie Mellon. And so it's always interesting to learn about how someone starts building design thinking mm. um, on their own. So can you tell us a bit more about like level design, for example, like when you started looking at Limbo, um, what was your process like? What kind of some of, the, some of the things that you did, for example, to start understanding or take away, you know, lessons and elements from, from that? Yeah, I, I what I used to do was I would always mm-hmm. compare my feelings, like how, what, what feelings were instilled in me when I used to play games. So I always remember that in Limbo, I uh, felt the feeling of not just a challenge of the puzzle, but also satisfaction in a way that uh, they never hold your hand. And it's always challenging. Like Limbo was very challenging, I remember. Uh, so it was not always very linear puzzle design that, okay, you have to place a box from here to there. And like all the block block puzzle type of that, those type of puzzles. I realized that in Limbo, things are more about how how the designer anticipates the player would think in a situation like this. And mm-hmm. so 
indirectly they would play with their mind that okay they would design a level so that the player would think in a way but that won't that won't be the solution so they are basically teaching them how to think in their game language uh, that's that's what i try to work uh, try to include in in my shadow as well that uh, always give an impression of something but slowly and slowly you have to teach mechanics without yeah. tutorials just teach them about yeah. things so so like maybe something for an example like f- uh, a longer jump in the shadows so i would always design a level so that it seems that there would be a better solution like there would be a particular solution but that particular solution would never work so you will have to change your thinking you will have to do it so that's one of the design principles that i learned apart from that there were small design things that i always learned from reading gamma sutra posts mm-hmm. and all the deep deep dive design videos about learning about uh, like incentives to do some some parts of uh, some approaches and things like that so but it it was mostly about feel and how you feel about how you feel when you play the game how you feel when you fail at the game how you feel when you succeed at the level so that's what drove me for this level design so so would you say um that as a game designer today you're more of like a gut feelings guy uh, or more of a mathematical approach kind of guy like how do you how do you sort of position yourself also in your own thinking about mm, definitely gut feeling guy but yeah? yeah but that's in my opinion that's not the right approach for most of the games uh, mm-hmm. and which is what i learned in in my shadow as well that yeah. uh, there should be some mathematical and there should be a good marriage between mathematical and gut feeling and data right yeah, and yeah. you have to bal- keep balancing them throughout the journey and keep play testing them uh, that's probably the topmost lesson that i learned in in my shadow about play t- how to actually play test and how to improve your keep improving your levels not just that you like the level and you yeah. have the gut feeling uh, then you have to keep adapting to it and adapting to how the game grows how the games more and more level comes and you have to think about the game as a whole and not just one or two levels around around the first few things you have to think about first room like if you have worlds in your game right so uh, when i when i design the levels of the first world i also keep, have to keep in mind the levels of world 4 so that there's a, there's a journey uh, yeah. for a gamer so that's what i did not do in in my shadow and i hope hmm. to do in my next games yeah that then is this the difficulty curve or just also generally the aesthetics of the level the kind of puzzles that have to keep changing and how the level keeps evolving over time right like yeah, one yeah. how you keep it fresh for the yeah fresh exactly yeah. yeah like the difficulty curve is something that i knew that how to balance mm-hmm. difficulty so i think yeah. i did get that right but in my shadow has uh has challenges of its own which we'll probably get that we get to that later but uh, apart from difficulty curve there is also like how to keep things fresh like arjun said uh, even though the difficulty curve is set correctly the the user might still get bored or might still feel frustrated or whatever so that feeling is something that i want to nail in my future games you know I, i'm just sorry uh, no, no i just wanted to ask uh, i'm just curious like uh, so you mentioned that you worked in the games industry for some time right hmm. but so at some point you must have thought okay let me do something like on my own so that's hmm. why playbay came about but um, how did that come about hmm. uh th- this is a very strange journey because i never wanted to uh, okay. make my like even it's not like i did not want to but i never planned to 
right, right. Uh, so the entire journey of in my shadow and playbay was all uh, well, it was like going through the motion and one step led to the other and everything kept unfolding without me right. wanting to create a company or whatever like if i look back at myself 4 years or 3 years down uh, like before right i would never have imagined that okay i would one day have a company because that's not the type of guy that i was and probably right. i'm not that either right now okay. uh, but uh, with with like uh, when i ha- i was doing my jobs in that period 2014 to 2018 19 i was always making games side games like indie games but not really commercial games so i created two or three games in which i just played around with things and i just wanted to learn about things right and i also wanted to make them look beautiful uh, so even with those i never wanted them to be like super mega hits or commercial hits right, right. but the plan for playbay came around within my shadow because i just had this idea about shadows i created a very fun prototype just for fun like it was there was no intention behind it and Uh, a friend of mine deepak gurijala you guys i don't know you might know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know him he's uh, also at idc yeah hmm. i know he's a very important member of idc right so in 2018 i was just playing his game bombrika and i saw the credits and i saw that okay this is street lamp game which is in india i did not know anything about them right uh, so i just i don't know what, what got into me i just messaged him uh on i don't know facebook or whatever i don't know uh that i'm so happy that indian games are so good and all those i just uh, kind of applauded him right and he was very happy that i reached out to him and he then we got into conversation and he talked uh, and he told me about igdc i had no idea uh, so he told me that if you have something just participate in in this competition uh the upcoming game competition right and i i did not have any plans but because he told me he asked me to i thought why not just let's just give it a try so within two months i quickly created this prototype and uh, i came into igdc and that game won uh, that best upcoming game yeah. so that's how it it started that okay maybe i should start something of my own maybe i should finish this game and uh, make it big it kept winning awards <laughs> uh, yeah. because of unknown reason because the game was not polished at all just because of the mechanic it kept yeah. winning awards so that's how the game actually pushed me to start playbay instead of the opposite way around right so so uh, the game actually drove the company's uh, entire ethos i guess like playbay yeah exactly okay mm-hmm. playbay was there in 2018 mm-hmm. as well i started it with my friend but it was not a company or anything it was just okay. a name given to a game like a brand so that we can release some games randomly not commercial but just for fun Uh, right so but th- at that time we had no vision or anything uh, so in my shadow drove that vision when i realized that okay i want to make all these innovative mechanics and imaginative mechanics so now the play- now playbay has a proper brand and a vision uh, thanks to in my It's shadow uh, an incorporated business now yeah <laughs> i had to this is actually very interesting on a slight side note that um, so before 2019 you hadn't actually heard of igdc No. Yeah. It's No basically I, I came yeah. into no, IGDC I can 20 understand that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, Arjun no. can understand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I came even before Arjun in IGDC. I I I came to IGDC 2018. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it's actually very interesting or you know to to learn this that there are so many talented people out in the country with a passion mm-hmm. for making games who are doing cool things. 
but somehow um and this is not specific to igdc but it's to that are they're just not plugged into the uh, larger ecosystem yeah and um, i mean Especially sometimes the indie the yeah. indie space is a bit disconnected i think yeah people live in silos they just work doing yeah. their own thing and uh, i can imagine it's a very lonely feeling then that is <laughs> Yeah, like unless you go out and research on your own, you will never yeah. come to know about things like uh, meetups or. Right now, you we you can know about IGDC because IGDC is a very big name no. right now and pushing uh, marketing. Yeah, yeah. pushing yeah. exactly. In that time, there was no push. There was nothing. It was all like done by indies, done by developers themselves. So unless you are already connected to someone, so I got connected to Deepak. That's how mm-hmm. I came to know. Unless you are yeah. connected, you will never you would have never uh, known about these things. Thankfully, that is changing. in india these yeah. days uh, and there are a lot of investments coming in india as well yeah uh, hopefully there will be india would become a country in which people can also make premium games and mm-hmm. get investments <laughs> so uh, hopefully the track is set for that as well it's actually very very interesting because the conference for example has been going on for more than a decade hmm. and you've been seeing these waves of indies come out since the 90s you know uh, late 90s early 2000s where they they used to be Arjun was yeah. India Games, right? That was making uh, games for PlayStation One. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I think we lost Arjun to yeah. the internet. But it's actually very interesting what you're saying because um, I know India Games. These, yeah. Correct, but you had these these waves of indies that have come out over the let's say every five years. Huh. You know, with these interesting releases. But it's only now that I think, like you rightly said, that because there's more attention, because there's mm. money now, the government is taking an interest. You're seeing talks about. Um, the government wants sort of be involved in games that drive indian culture or games at least yeah. made by indians and so on so um yeah no it's it's super interesting to see and i think there are some really shiny exciting things happening in the world of indie games in india and chalo maybe someday we can all make premium games so um so so when you started when you when you started submitting um uh what's the word for it? in my shadow for competitions and so on and so forth um where in there did you say okay you know what this game is unfinished but it's getting so much attention so now i have to finish it hmm. uh were you already a full time indie at that point uh is it something you just sort of done um hmm. what basically tell us a bit about the journey that you went on to get in my shadows ready to ship okay yeah i was not an indie uh okay. i had a job so mm-hmm. even my professional uh, like career has been very mm-hmm. interesting like very wavy in yeah. the way that uh i was always into all the services based companies even mm-hmm. though i did have did enjoy because there were creative challenges there as well but i i always craved for creative games and in house production right uh, so i joined a company in which there was in house production but but that that company failed and so even they resorted to service based not not service based but basically product based where uh, they would just cater to the clients they would cater the product to the clients uh, so slowly slowly i realized that okay i think i should take a risk so that's when i was approached by someone for a startup that okay nakul you should lead and we will make a good management game and uh, even though so i that was not a very tempting offer because the there was no offer basically there was no salary or anything uh, i somehow negotiated to give me some salary <laughs> so that i can start and some stake uh, so i just thought that okay this would be very challenging to, to lead a team and uh, build something from scratch but unfortunately like that was a pure mess uh, very badly thing like like it's 
uh, I was just alone and I just one I just had one developer and oh god yeah I was not given team so that that company was going nowhere so that's when I started again working on this prototype uh, the shadow prototype so mm-hmm. so when that when this game was being awarded and all those things I was in this company and this company had no future like uh, it, it it was going nowhere uh, and it was very like it was not a very fruitful deal for me either right so i thought that okay i have already taken a risk so now let's take an even bigger risk and let's quit my job so that's when i quit my job and i thought that okay let's try to do something and maybe get a publisher so 6 7 8 months down the line i did get a publisher thankfully it worked out uh, but yeah the journey was something always like this that okay i, I was in a company i switched to another company in the hope of building better games in the initial time i did build better games but then that also got boring so that was the constant pattern with every company initially you mm-hmm. would learn and you would see that okay these are good games but then you would see that they're making the same kind of games again and again so that's something that i always craved for and i did not get in the indian industry that time i'm sure it yeah. is much much better right now i know that uh hopefully <laughs> really <laughs> hopefully hopefully and yeah. uh, uh, your background is actually as a programmer right yep Yeah. so uh, there are very few people i know who can do both design and programming and i don't know what else you can do but but uh, has it been easy or is it been a methodical approach by you to actually understand design and stuff like that no not a methodical approach but definitely an intuitive approach where i would just read stuff and like i would not study basically yeah. i would just read and like i said it's gut is the gut feeling but mm-hmm. uh, uh, in in this process of in my shadow actually i realized that i am more of a creator than a programmer like i love yeah. programming because it's logical right yeah. uh, but i don't love programming just because of programming i love programming because i can make stuff and create get th- get stuff together and create something like yeah. if you would ask me to be a software developer i would enjoy it but not as much as game development because yeah. so even in game development like even if i'm working in a team or anything i always have feedback for things and i think that's because of having played indie game so i got that design sense mm-hmm. so i would say that my design sense is decent com- uh, compared mm-hmm. to an average programmer uh, but more than that my urge to create good looking and attract and like appealing things is what has led me to create th- like get everything together in just one roof yeah no that that's incredible you're so, still the solo mm-hmm. you're still the solo guy in uh, playbay yeah i am solo like uh, within my shadow i collaborated with a lot of people mm-hmm. okay. for for art and sound right and even some level design uh, but right now yes i am solo and right. uh, i plan to change that i don't intend to be solo because like i said i love creation and mm-hmm. in games in, ga- in the business of games creation is like hardly half of it right mm-hmm. there's a lot more to that lot more to just creating so i plan to have a good partner who can like complement my skill set and i can complement his his or her skill set and somehow we can grow and i can just keep enjoying creating and they can keep enjoying maybe the business part of games right that that sounds like the true spirit of an indie game creator right there yeah. so so there's just a really interesting <laughs> no i i genuinely mean it it's it's, it's really great to help um but as in really interesting things i'd love to explore with you in that in what you just said so i imagine um putting your job and doing this full time must have been a bit of a bit of a risk there i'm sure the parents also like what is going on what's happening over here uh like 
when you think about it right uh, mm-hmm. even i thought about it and i sat down with my father and we discussed about it so when you think about it it's not that big of a risk like yeah. you'll hardly lose a year of your life without any mm-hmm. like salary but just think about it you will build a lot of skills right yeah. you will yeah. learn a lot of things so you will you should have the confidence like if you're good like obviously yeah. you should not go into india if you're not good right if you don't think that you're good you should not quit your job oh, no. as simple as that no. right yeah. so, and savings and, yeah and savings exactly <laughs> yeah. and like obviously if you're going indie you should have some experience and if you have some experience hopefully you have some savings as well yeah, yeah otherwise absolutely. yeah something is wrong uh, but yeah so if you're good then you should have that confidence that okay even if this does not work out i'll get a job and yes. maybe most probably a better job because i would have learned more things like, you have skilled up yeah skill up exactly and mm-hmm. uh, but more than more importantly if you like look at it from a larger scale it's just one year of your life right uh, yeah yeah in in your probably 20 30 years of your job if if you just go behind by just one year and if your salary is just like a little lesser than your friends or your peers just by one year right then it does not create a difference it's just that societal pressure where you just think about it and if you just think logically it's not because it's not not much of a deal and that's what my father also told me that okay it's fine uh, it's pretty uh, like if you have planned it out like if you should have the confidence uh, and if yeah. you have the confidence your parents will also support you if you don't have the confidence your parents might not support you but i was lucky that my parents and friends did support me a lot i never got yeah. any hindrance from them and and even if i would have got i, I don't think it would have created a created different because i was confident that okay this will work out i'm pretty sure some in one way or the other nice that that's great to hear yeah so so tell us a bit about the collaborators you had you know as you started building this together how did you find people hmm. what were you looking for with them you know yeah the like, team building is a huge task and uh, it's a yeah. beast on its own uh, that's what i realized uh, it takes a lot of effort so some of them i actually i found through igdc uh so vala interactive is one mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. helped me with the art i found them through igdc 2018 itself right yeah. and other, in fact i got my level designer from igdc as well kishore oh wow yeah who helped me with the level design and apart from that i most of them were just like i scoured through the internet and they mm-hmm. were not from india so Uh, two of the artists were from india two of the artists were not from india like i had like i did not have a big team small yeah. small tasks for small uh, for every artist so and one of the sound designers from was from india one of the, them was not from india uh, so some most of them actually the most of the sound designers and all they reached out to me and i like their pro- profile and everything the artist i reached out to people i checked check, like behance and everything art station uh, but yes i think team building is very important yeah. and it's definitely worth spending a lot of time on so that you create a good cohesive team team so that things come out quicker than you plan and did you find that as you so when you were looking for people um did you find that you still had to micromanage or i shouldn't use that word but basically be super super present with everything or did you find that it took a load off you as well as in oh yes yes uh, mm-hmm. it it took a load of me a lot because the thing with uh, with being solo and yeah. uh, being remotely working and all those things and having a team that uh, like building a team that probably you could have done a better job at or maybe managed better right the thing with that is that you will all you you should hire people you should get people so that they are better than you uh, in, yeah 
in designing in art yeah. and not just like skills but also the vision so mm-hmm. like, like they can give you ideas that okay this would look better if we do this uh, yeah. and all those things if you find yourself thinking that you have a better vision of things not not just vision i by vision i mean that okay suppose there's an asset right some some art asset and uh, you de- you know that whatever you have been given there's it can definitely can be better than this right if you know that and if the artist does not know that then you will have to spend a lot of time with them yeah so that's why i said that team building is important that you should always get someone who is much better than you otherwise you will always find yourself having like needing to micromanage even though you don't want yeah. to and because especially because it's your game and you're the only one the all the load and all the burden is yours yeah, uh, yeah. you will ha- you will have that perfectionist approach that okay i want this to be good i want this to be good correct uh, that's a big challenge uh, to find good teammates who can take the load off of you instead of like giving it to you absolutely how long uh, how long did it take you to settle on the art uh yeah art actually so there were two parts of the art right one was the game art and one was a narrative art mm-hmm. uh, so the game art was was always reiterated but i was settled down in a way but it kept re- being reiterated at uh, the narrative art was something that was messed up and it took a lot of time lot of money as well uh, mm. my most of my game production was delayed because of the narrative art because we were just not able to get the look that i wanted yeah. uh we get had to go from 3d to 2d and then again back to 3d so that was painful but overall i would say that with the scope of game like in my shadow 6 months to 8 months is good enough for nailing down the entire art if you have a yeah. good team good and efficient team this includes content the full content production like you had all your art in 8 months uh yes art by 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 mm-hmm. i just mean art design is design yeah. is also easy because that's separate from art yeah. anyway yeah. right uh but yes like i like i said like this game is the work on this game is around 8 months 9 months 10 months maximum yeah. right yeah but due to the inexperience of me myself being a like inexperience of being a team manager uh, being having having to release a entire game and commercially globally right you will always find yourself wanting to do better than what you have yeah. so that 8 months go on to around 16 15 months easily yeah sometimes back sometimes one of the most interesting things about going on an indie journey is at the end of it like you said you skill up a lot but one of the biggest things you learn is essentially production logic right how to scope oh, yeah. better how to mm. ballpark and say look it's going to cost x amount to get y output in z amount of time so maybe this isn't going to work mm-hmm. you know or uh, this is what we have to scope you know scale down on it's yeah. it's so so this as, is one of uh, the things mm-hmm. that when you start your journey or when you're reading stuff and when you're re- watching interviews and podcasts like this no right one tells you. no even they would tell you you still wouldn't know like yeah. like i knew about all these things that okay this will take time mm. team building is hard design mm. is hard you should play test you know all this all this thing but you will only learn when you commit those mistakes right uh, it's Absolutely. easier uh, you, when you go through the journey and when you realize wh- why they are important only then you will start taking them seriously so all these podcasts and interviews are very good to actually look back to uh, yeah. but when you when you start working on your game you will be committing those mistakes mostly oh, unless yeah. you are experienced with previous games oh yeah absolutely yes so so it's this conversation so far has been really really interesting we talked about a lot of cool stuff uh, what i would love to understand from you is why don't you tell us a bit about so you know you had your team in place you guys are churning content getting things going 
Um, tell us a bit about the marketing about the game, actually. How did you, as you went from Playbay, the indie maker, to Playbay, the business, the game studio, mm-hmm. uh, how did you start managing marketing for the game, start doing all the other business elements? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, marketing. So the thing with marketing is that uh, it's very dependent on the game, obviously, right? Yeah. So fortunately, in my shadow was a game which was instantly uh, kind of relatable to everyone. It's it was like simple, easy to understand, but yet very yeah. fascinating, right? Yeah. So yeah. you, it's it was very marketable in a way that if you look at the game's GIF or a short video, you would understand what the game is entirely about. Like it's about shadows and jumping and walking on shadows. So. Uh, in that way marketing was easier in the beginning that people who would come to know about the game they would instantly love it and they would instantly want to know more, more about it mm-hmm. so that's the first aspect of marketing that you have to know that create a relatable game that's easily marketable yeah uh, then apart from that it was all organic because yeah. by organic i mean like not luck organic but posting to social media posting to mailing stuff and like mail people reddit and uh, uh, pr and all those things you have to like do it yourself or either you yeah. have a team of those of those things but you just have to keep observing on social media what works what does not work and there are a lot of tons of strategies you have to stick to one uh, so mm-hmm. for, for thankfully um, events did happen during my time in 2019 uh, yeah. when there was no corona uh, so that help with marketing when you have events you go to events you meet players and all those things you post about that on social media so it's always a buzz and you keep winning awards is always a buzz then yeah. covid happened and everything went a little slow sideways yeah uh, so then slowly and slowly world started picking up with online events that's when uh, one of my major breaks came with steam fest uh, mm-hmm. steam next fest that was the name yeah uh, yeah that was a pivotal point in the marketing because that led to a lot of discovery of the game and i tried to work on top of it and just going organic and those things but yeah like marketing is a big task big task and uh, you have to have an experienced team who knows what works what does not work because otherwise you will be you will find yourself trying to do everything like there are tons of strategies so did you find yourself doing everything or did you in this yes. case also work with a small team I did work with someone, but again, mm-hmm. again, mostly you. Yeah, it it was mostly me. Uh, it, it's for marketing. I th- I think it's not a good idea to hire someone. It's yeah. a good idea to like by hire someone. I mean contract someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good idea to have a team who's who's like uh, attached to your product and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who would because there are some strategies and all those things that okay you we would read on the internet okay this would work this would work but it's mostly about getting the feel. like keep ex- keeping experimenting about what works what does not work for your game and then yeah. growing on top of it that's a time consuming process which only a teammate can do uh yeah and a contracted marketing agency or someone like that won't be able to do for you and if they do they'll charge a lot so essentially someone who is part of the team and is invested mm-hmm. in the growth of the product because yeah, they believe it yeah they believe in it and, and they enjoy that the yeah. strategy part and uh, like the people part because it's mostly about community like you would you have to understand what people like about your game what what would sell the most what people don't like and keep adapting to it one of the like one of the major this thing points that you would see in all these marketing newsletters and all those things is always yeah. about 
they would tell about a lot of strategies but they would always tell about keep experimenting and start as soon as possible as early as possible that's yeah. because the major reason for as early as possible is because you always have to keep changing your approach and it takes time to build wish lists in steam mm-hmm. and create that credibility so if you start in the later in end if somehow you make a mistake you will lose the time and you will not get anything so yeah. better to start early and than late and and you were doing sorry go on arjun sorry uh, uh, so was your uh, steam release experience uh, somewhat along the lines of the uh, what is recommended generally by these newsletters like setting up a wish list hmm. releasing early showing off the demo early hmm. or did you take a different approach no 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 it was so like i said i did not know anything right hmm. i learned everything on the go uh, right. kept kept reading kept watching videos kept trying kept failing kept reiterating so it was along those lines but now like after that you realize that okay there are a lot of other things as well which should be focused more on and so it was along those lines but it was not ideal uh so like for an example my demo really was released in february and my release was in april right so right. that that time was too short like ideally after a demo you you get a lot of visibility and you got a lot of you get a lot of feedback right uh, so you should be able to act on that feedback and improve your game because that's the most valid feedback that you'll get because that's real gamers not play tested paid gamers mm-hmm. or anything like that right so uh, so my release was did suffer because of that because even though i i knew which is which is one of my faults that i knew that okay this is not good this is not something that i would like to uh, release but i thought just let's just go with it because it's been a long time already but now that i think about it uh, my actual game that i wanted to release on steam like the version of the game was somewhere around june which when i released an update so yeah. if i would have released in june and taken all that time after the demo to polish it then that then then that launch buzz or that launch uh, hit would have been much bigger yeah but isn't that contrary to the common wisdom of showing your ba- game early um, you know well before release i guess yeah yeah so that's what what i said right like uh, you show it early and mm. you keep polishing it and you mm. do play tests under the hood right to not going okay. in public and right. then a steam demo steam demo is like all, all, almost a release because right. it's entirely public and all the gamers will judge you on that right so right. even though it's called a demo but it's like it's something like you you are yeah. giving a glimpse to the full game right. uh, players won't expect a lot to be changed so if your demo is not good you will lose customers right, right. Uh, but still their feedback would be valuable so you should have some time between the demo and the actual release so that you can act on that feedback practically and did you also rely on your wish list being converted to actual purchases yeah i did i did miss out on some wish list like my plan was my target was basically around 10000 or 15000 wish list right. i got around 8000 7 7000 something right. so uh, it would have created a difference if i had 10000 because of the fact that like the stream is very algorithmic and it's logical there's no there's no like what if and all those things you know why it isn't why isn't it there so in steam when you release a game there's an upcoming games thing right yeah. so if your games wish lists are more than the other games that are uh, being released in the same week you will get into that tab of new and upcoming and all those things right so in that th- that way i think i missed the wish list mark by around 500 600 if i had that then i would have uh, had better visibility but i am sure that it does not matter a lot if your game is good it will sell it this is like it will sell more much more if you 
do it like this but if it's not good then it will not sell no matter what if you get the visibility or what right and uh, the other thing i wanted to ask was so uh, would the sale uh, so steam keeps having its sale throughout the year right some sale or the other keeps happening yeah so w- did you participate in them and was what was your experience uh, based on that yes i did participate like steam summer sale was one uh, last right. year i participated in that and that was good sales keep help uh, keep kind of uh, have the numbers they'll always help keep the numbers keep growing and uh, improving and you can always bank on their feedback and the data right yeah. uh, so they do help but slowly and slowly they would taper off unless you provide extra content right right so that's and... one of the strategies for steam like you have to keep you have to have a road map right uh, for your game even after release right and did you try any other platforms apart from steam yes uh, so basically i personally uh, worked on steam and ios uh, okay. my publisher hired another publisher to port the game on right. switch xbox and playstation so that's something that i did not work anything on and mm. uh, uh, it's something else like it's uh, it's not even the same content so it's a little different uh, right. like content is same but some there are some differences so right. iOS was one of my major targets in this okay. game and it did really well on iOS uh, because of the fact that I spent a lot of time on it uh, I changed a lot of things for iOS for the iOS user and I got a lot of feedback from Apple as well like uh, the Apple team loved the game and they wanted this game to be as good as possible so that's why this game is I I would say it's it's a much better experience on iPhone than on Steam not even Twitch <laughs> no because I did not make it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it has a lot of scope of improvements right so that. so nakul um as you you know we've talked about your journey on steam we've talked about teams and um design process and so much else so let's talk publishing for a moment like um um what was it like getting a publisher pitching the game what did you have to do for that i think this is just really handy for all indies to know hmm uh so yeah publishing was also also a, a, a long time yeah it, it it was long process because uh, mm-hmm. i had to keep pitching and but it's it's very methodical in a way that okay you should first uh, create a pitch deck and a, hopefully a game design document and you, like you should have clarity on your game then you should create a demo uh, prototype or even better vertical slice so i did not have a vertical slice i had a demo uh, like a pro- rough demo and then you just got to keep pitching to the right publishers like by right i mean the, the type of publisher that would like your game uh, in which your game would fit their portfolio and it would complement the portfolio basically so you keep pitching to them and uh, keep iterating your pitches uh, according to their feedback because not all of them would reply but some of them do some of them are very generous enough to tell you that okay this is not what this is what we don't like about your game and all those things uh, Uh, and yeah just 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 like be active and so i got my publisher luckily through facebook actually one of their scouts found my game on facebook group and he reached out to their uh, to to his publisher and uh, they reached out to me for the publishing thing but even apart from that i was in conversation with other publishers through mails so it's a relatively straightforward process but you have to have patience did you reach out to any indian publishers no no, no. <laughs> uh, okay. i knew this this game like is not profitable for the indian yeah. right 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 uh, 
so on that note as well did you at any point ever think about uh, raising funding um or seeking seed funding or anything so not seed funding but my publisher did give me funding because okay. funding uh, funding sure. was necessary uh, mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. without that this game wouldn't have been made obviously like uh, art art and sound is expensive very expensive uh, <laughs> especially uh, if you're going to a vendor right Then yeah exactly right. like if you have your own it. small team who are great and who work <laughs> who are willing to work in low salaries then it's cheap <laughs> otherwise it's really expensive so i did get funding from the publisher but sometimes you know as an indie i mean if you one wants to be an ethical business owner after point you can't can't keep giving people low salaries as well yeah yeah of, of it's, course it's uh, difficult to then retain talent yeah it's, it's um, not a viable approach uh, it's only uh, it's it's only viable when all of them are passionate and willing yeah. like uh, they're yeah. willing to be work on low salaries not because they have to but they they, they know that okay they believe they, yeah, yeah they know that you won't they won't get money and let's believe it believe in it and push it right but that that can't go for long obviously no no and then at the end i mean the the other side of that is that when the game is profitable then everybody rises everybody hmm. gets something yeah. and benefits i mean that's yeah. the payoff of that's taking those risks that's, yeah. that's very hard actually that's very that's i think luck uh, luck plays yeah. a lot of role in that to get a team like that in which everyone believes that they don't need a lot of money and they are willing to work their best so that in the hope that they will get something in return you don't give, i i don't know how to find those people i would love to work with those because <laughs> if it's something that indies need yeah no absolutely um so now you know it's been 2 3 years of of play bay and of mm. building games and uh, i mean tell us a bit more about i mean so now in retrospect i mean you told us about what are the things you would have wanted change and so on and mm. so forth but um tell us about where you are now what maybe about what you're up to um and maybe it would be great to get your thoughts on what are the challenges that indies face now that you're on the other end of the uh, other end of the in the other side of the pasture as it were hmm. you know yeah currently so my plan for playbill like i mentioned earlier was mm-hmm. like to find a business partner right i am Go working business. towards yeah. a project of like, mm-hmm. it's a version of in my shadow specifically for mobile okay uh, it's based on all the learnings that i've gotten mm-hmm. not just from my experience but also from the, all the mentorship that i've gotten from google and apple uh, and all this mentorship program that i've been a part of uh, so i've learned a lot about marketing and all not a lot about market fit uh, about the games right so that's when i realized that okay uh, i don't sh- i shouldn't do everything on my own right uh, i can do everything on my own but that's not a viable approach that's not a long term approach and uh, that makes everything suffer so yeah. and now i also know how what are, what what skill sets are there uh, in actually selling a game so the plan for now is to work on this game and hopefully find a partner at the same time and so like i said that partner would enjoy this process of yeah. marketing the yeah. game right and uh, who likes the business of game but also creating games so not just a business like a management partner but also a partner who would who's ready to invest uh, in the products and who's not just mm-hmm. invest but also chip in ideas and so many hats many yeah, hats basically. many hats like yeah. they, their expected skill is business but yeah. they are free to do anything that they want right that's the kind of thing so my expected skill is creation their expected skill is business and but we would i would be chipping in business they would be chipping in creation so that's the Got ideal uh, combination right so the challenge with indies has been obviously uh, support system in a way that yeah 
like you said everyone everybody is is working in silos and uh, you don't you need help but you wouldn't ask for it because you, firstly you don't know uh, where to ask and you don't even know that whether this is worth asking for or not like uh, you'd rather, rather just think that okay let's just try to do it on my own and we yeah. figure figure some way out if there is already a good setup organization or not not any organization but regular meetups regular committees uh regular events right yeah yeah then you would know where to ask you would know what all challenges are there and if you run into a challenge you would know who to contact to. yeah those things are changing in india uh i think in fact even i would like to ask you what do you think that uh, would make this process easier for indies like in your opinion uh, how does it matter like how does it create a difference so is if we have enough meetups is that enough or uh should we have more like government uh backing funding backing and all those grants and everything that would that also help i think that that won't really help that would just yeah. bring in more people but in the in terms of support and guidance system i think yeah. that won't really help i think so, meetups will definitely help that's something you suffered from the past few years uh, that kind of physical thing i think is required to at least you know that face to face thing really helps yeah that builds talk bonds. to somebody yeah it builds that bond and you really get to know like that visual experience of seeing somebody demo the game i think that's also very inspiring i remember when i came to the 2019 uh, igdc i had no hopes like i had come with zero expectations uh, yeah. i wasn't really i had just come for a stroll kind of thing but i saw quite a few number of you know people showing off the games i saw uh um uh, uh what's what's the game raji raji okay. being showed off at that uh, at that igdc then uh fallen fields i think was also uh, showed off there forgotten fields yeah forgotten uh, fields sorry forgotten fields no i think i think he, no he had i think rain swept at that time rain swept yeah uh, no you are right it was rain swept i watched a yeah. demo of rain swept from him So uh, and we we had a podcast with him also. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, so that, that was Arman really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. see, that's the bond I'm talking about. You uh, you, you remember those things. But yeah, the uh, so, Arman, the friendship with Arman started because of our same kind of fate of being solo. Mutual mutual <laughs> struggles. Yeah, mutual struggles. So yeah. if we would have had more events, then we would have met fre- more frequently, and it would have been much better. Uh, right now, it's all about mutual struggles. <laughs> so. Uh, that might help like having not just like, more events like igdc uh, yeah, yeah. not just local meetups but more events like igdc where people from other cities also come in yeah um you know i think i think akul you actually like hit all the nails on the head but i think that the problems that indies face today is um and i think it's a little more systemic simply because one is short you have infrequency of meetups Hmm. a certain uh, lack of knowledge exchange right at a certain volume hmm. um today you know i mean you're telling us how you had to reach out to people and that's how you guys became friends you had to hmm. reach out to arman and i'm guessing because like you said because of your work hmm. and because you guys in the same boats you resonate yeah right um and those are things but also i feel like fundamentally you know something that you said before was confidence and a lot of young people who want to get into games so um may lack that in fact even people who have been in studios for a very long time will also possibly lack 
that experience and confidence to get into indie development because it involves yeah. the wearing of so many hats um the indian industry fundamentally wants one kind of it right which is if you're willing to make mobile then there's mm. money if you've worked in the corporate game studio funnel then you have basically learned about games as service live operations but very few people have learned how to make games from scratch hmm. and about how to it's not, not just about making the game right but it's also you made the product releasing the game releasing the game getting all that done and that lack of knowledge is is not there yeah uh, or it's not at least spread to the point where it is easily available for an indian developer to say in the context of where i come from this is uh, what i need to do um you know but yeah. it interestingly on the meetups front what is it i mean so you're based in uh, gurgaon right in yeah, yeah. Mm. so uh, i'm going to say delhi ncr but i think gurgaon is actually in haryana right yeah, yeah. it's basically ncr Correct. yeah ha. so uh, what is the scene like over there do you find that there are many other indies sort of in the area in delhi like what is it like yeah there are indies uh, we mm-hmm. do have meet up sometimes like mm-hmm. covid obviously uh, it's it's been hard for that but we do we did have an uh, a meet up uh, i think couple of months ago yeah or yeah so it it has been very infrequent and that's also mm-hmm. the meet ups are organized by chirag i think chirag and uh, huh. a few more chirag chopra yeah, uh, yeah so chirag is also a very good friend of mine mm-hmm. and we also met in a meet up so that's that help like because of the meet up i have some yeah. friends in delhi Uh, otherwise true. i wouldn't have any friends obviously uh, but even that is like someone has to make a lot of effort yeah. a single person has to make a lot of effort right so i understand that this is something that probably i should also chip in with now now that yeah. i have been that through that process so i should also help chirag and people like that yeah, uh, yeah. but sometimes you just feel that okay it, it would have been better if some more organized and uh, something that's a, a standard thing right Mm-hmm. where it when you know it will happen and then you will uh, uh, then you will do it other uh, rather than uh, separately take out the time and mm-hmm. now that now now that you mentioned about the lack of na- knowledge and all the mobile games and service games i think it would help loads if you if we have more companies that are indie companies and that yeah. people know that okay what indie game making is without yeah. leaving their jobs right so okay. right now you know about releasing a game if, releasing a game if you leave your job <laughs> so basically that's yeah. very very risky for most of the people um, it is but, very risky yeah yeah but if you have if you get a chance to work in indie teams uh, so right now i am working i'm actually uh, consulting an australian indie team uh, oh, nice. SM, uh, smg studio so they are a pretty creative indie team and i'm really enjoying working with them because mm-hmm. they are a team right yeah and yeah. i don't have to worry about money and still I, i can create cool concepts and i can help with help them with all those concepts so yeah. so i i see that even though they have not left their job but they do have that not indie spirit but they do have that creating from scratch spirit that right? desire to make yeah. Uh, yeah and they know about releasing stuff they know about platforms most of the developers know about all those things uh, yeah i can't imagine uh, developers in india knowing about xbox like the deals the deals with xbox or the limitations with switch um, yeah. that's just not possible people would just know about clients and minimum products for those clients so uh, yeah. if we have more and more indie teams where so by more and more indie teams i mean indie teams that are willing to spend money uh, yeah. on hiring people that's what's lacking right now in indies in india are broke <laughs> so that is uh, <laughs> you're saying some hire. 
<laughs> you're saying some very insightful things actually now because it's resonating with me a lot because uh, yeah. that other thing is that the pace scale in games is so so vastly varied that mm. at the very bottom for a game designer salary you could be making uh, 10000 15000 5000 depending where you yeah. are and then at the top at the top section and the, the top of this the, the the ladder as it were you could be making a very 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 handsome corporate salary yeah. with a vast disconnect in terms of scale experience and so much else between those two sets and so it goes if you are good yeah. if you are good at what you do you cannot go in indie games that's not a uh, uh, safe career thing it's a risky career thing that's the big risk. in india uh, but even, even at the top if you're making many 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 lakhs a month many many uh, lakhs a year um chances are that those top positions are all filled by live ops businesses hmm. so so it's not necessary that someone there can also make a game stash yeah yeah you know, um that's also one of the sad realities of uh, you know um over the last 20 years you keep seeing these waves of indie game studios coming up hmm. and what i have noticed a lot of the management please weigh in over here is that very many of the ones who do well for themselves and that have been some who have really done well end up leaving the country because they're like look we're done <laughs> we want to go yep. and they move yep. and they get jobs elsewhere and they they've thrived you know they they've done very well for themselves but that means that the talent and experience that you are sharing with us today hmm. has also left the country has left the talent pool has left have has left the forum of knowledge exchange yeah which means true. now somebody else is also um starting from scratch having no clue about the smallest things that you know they should have done that would have had big yields hmm on a product perspective summarizing this yeah, yeah. it's it's mostly like that uh in india indie development is more of a passion business yeah, yeah. than a yeah. than a successful viable business and if you want to yeah, yeah. if you want to earn money you will either want to do a boring job or go abroad yeah, yeah. you basically cannot live a easy handsome paying life making indie games you will have yeah. to live a grueling ha- hard life yeah struggle struggling like to make some decent money not handsome money but just decent money that's the thing yeah. and because at the bottom the the pay scales are so uh, diffused um getting talent out of the top studios the big studios is hard because how do you pay some that but you actually want that talent to be coming out saying okay you know i am familiar with with process i am familiar with release with launch calendars with we just so many best practices hmm. you know and um there's this big like divide that is hard to uh, to cross yeah That's actually now big... now thinking about it i think what can be a possible solution is that mm-hmm. there's enough funding op- funding options yeah. for indies who are willing to make good games not just indian mythology games or not just web3 oh games <laughs> uh, who make willing to make good games so if we have funding we can spend that money on people on hiring yeah. people if we have the money then people good people would come and join us then everything will grow i think that's the, i never thought about it that way yeah i'm glad we did talk about this and this summarization came up Yeah. yeah no no yeah, i do think that uh, yeah. i do think that one of the things we we tend to generally frown down upon you know all these government initiatives which never come through and never managed properly hmm. but i really really do think that if there had been actual you know proper government support actually hmm. think through it and you know actually doing their bit this indie thing uh, the indie scene can thrive because like you said one of the things is we are constantly broke 
right so if there is a grant process if there is a process to actually fund you through the government streams channels that does help i think that's that's what keeps the scene alive abroad also hmm. you have a support system which helps you out you know to experiment and uh, at least not rely on your own savings for everything so yeah so it's like a loop so in abroad there are companies because obviously they get grants or anything but not just that yeah. they know that they can earn money right correct, they can correct. get the return yeah. in india yeah. we know that we can't get the return that's why we don't get funding and we don't get the funding that's why we can't get the return so yeah. it's a loop that someone it. has to break some small company yeah. has to break that loop so nodding heads yeah. it's did somewhat somewhat break it they are small team and yeah. they yeah. made yeah. it break so that's why they have inspired a lot of all these investors yeah. developers publishers to come up and work on indian games but i think that's also mm-hmm. wrong uh wrong mentality of the people that okay because just because any game a game on indian mythology got hit then we should only make indian mythology games that's what still make good games and uh, and yeah. earn in equal amounts of money so yeah yeah hopefully that will change in the few yeah. years i think it will uh, you know nakul i think you and sonia we believe mentioned having gone in india also at the at the front of the new wave hmm. right um yeah. because a lot of the older guys have left or they've aged out or I mean, they've—they're just not there anymore. Yeah, um, washed up. But I mean, I wouldn't say they're washed <laughs> up, but they've moved on. You know, sometimes priorities take place. You have families yeah. to feed, and you can't afford to, you know. Um, it's yeah, and games guys, is a hard business. So games is such a. Yeah, you don't always have a hard life. You're you're yeah. only as good as your last game, right? Your yeah. studio loses money, and then uh, oops. Hmm. So uh, it's it's a bit hard, and I mean, what I think will happen though is. this is a really good time you know for for development as well so in the last few years um uh igdc got some tie ups with the government of telangana which is trying really yeah. hard from the center some great initiatives out there they have incubators they have seed funds um and as i best understand i mean it is a lot of it is mobile mobile friendly regardless of theme hmm. but there are still options that are coming up you know they're trying to be technology hubs i know that uh, now there are conversations i mean the government has make, been making announcements about games based on indian culture mm-hmm. which is one step away it's at least it's not indian mythology hopefully it'll be indian yeah. themed games mm-hmm. uh personally i'll put this out there i don't like indian mythology games as a whole i don't think that i think they're a bit too much mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah indian culture business is a bit dicey though like what exactly is indian yeah. culture indian that's a whole whole different <laughs> so, conversation but the the interesting thing is that at least you're seeing different bodies regulating authorities governments maybe more mainstream mainstream merchant chambers business chambers saying hey we're taking cognizance of what's going on and maybe you'll see uh businesses sorry funds family offices uh who were never historically in games taking a look saying we'd like to diversify our portfolio so i think the opportunities are there you know and it's slowly slowly growing and as more games do well um i hope to see playbase next game also really like breaking numbers um hopefully you know like all these guys as games do better and better that confidence yeah. will increase um and i think that will slowly also solve the issue of price uh, the that it'll uh, what's the word for it? the the base price and cost of development increase are india because you can at least afford to hire people here but that will also be mm. good to get that mm. and yeah, that, that does sound that. promising to hear that like that's that's the things are being up being being come up and yeah. 
I think I think the next step would be just um, getting more visibility to, to those yeah. so that everybody knows about it. So like, Absolutely. Like, I do not know about a lot of initiatives that, that you mm-hmm. just talked about, like Telangana mm-hmm. government is trying to start accelerators and incubators. Mm-hmm. So I do not know about that. So, you know, honestly, neither do I. I find uh, these things on LinkedIn, which is not the ideal place. Yeah. I mean, you want promotions, but it's happening. So mm-hmm. at least that's one good thing. Yeah, I think it's the first step. Slowly and slowly, it'll speed up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, uh, before we yeah. close out, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to know, so what, what's next for Playbay? Like, what's, what's, what's on your plate now? What are you yeah. working on? So the, the next thing is, the, is a mobile version of In My Shadow, which, was like, which is like different from the Apple version. Uh, so it's it will be made and like basically built and designed separately and exclusively for mobile. So that will incorporate all the learnings that I've done for mobile because like the the part of In My Shadow that was suited for PC and consoles has been launched, right? Uh, but there's still a lot of scope and a lot of uh, potential of the game that has not reached the mobile audience because I have not released it on Android. That was a strategic decision. Uh, so the plan is just to kind of reuse stuff and improve it, work on it and make it for a much broader or not a broader audience, but an audience who would, who can enjoy the mechanic, uh, without being bothered about all the intricacies of a good premium game. Right. So that's the next step uh, is with hopefully with a partner. All so right. Those two are the two directions that I'm going for. Like one is building towards the game. The other one is looking for a partner. Cool. Um, with that, Nakul, I think, I think we've taken a lot of your time and uh, this has been an absolutely great conversation. So I think we'll, we'll, close, the, we'll close the meeting for the day. Uh, Nakul, thank you so much for joining us for In Conversations and we've uh, hope you've enjoyed this journey with us. Uh, we've certainly enjoyed your journey. Yeah. And looking absolutely. forward to seeing what you do next. And hey, I hope I hope uh, Charlie uh, Charlie makes a full recovery. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so we, we didn't talk about Charlie and Choco. <laughs> I, I think we should, we should have a YouTube video <laughs> next. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. All right. right. But yeah, thank you so much for having me and thank you for having these candid conversations. Uh, It was thank you so much, and not just an absolute. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Ciao. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.